360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 306, 306, 360 degrees. High high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Boys Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and engineered in Huchin, Occupy Ohlone Territory, a.k.a. the East Bay Area. Stay with us tonight as we visit the Berkeley Flea Market at Ashby Park. We will learn more about the market from the new general manager, we will interview some other interesting vendors, all with great music and the soul people, one of the excellent musical groups you can enjoy at the market. Finally, we will give you an update on a community resource fairs out in Antioch tomorrow, and we will be there. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host, Laura Laborico Chagaray. And I'm going to be your host as well, David de la Gran. So stay with us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to Full Circle, 94.1 FM in Berkeley. And speaking of Berkeley, tonight we want to talk about one of the Berkeley's long-standing social traditions, the Berkeley Flea Market, the place to find all kinds of inspiring items like, I don't know, art, antiques, books, handmade crafts, jewelry, clothing, incense, body oils, tools, household goods, and delicious foods and poetry combined with great music. Have you been there lately? This wide selection together with their community involvement makes this one of the most beloved flea markets in Huichin, a.k.a. the East Bay area. So the market got its start in the 70s as a type of guerrilla marketing and a merchant economy put forward by Community Service United, a coalition of community organizations. At that time, sellers had to dodge the police at the BART station parking lot to be able to do business. But in 1986, after a couple of lawsuits were filed, a decision was made that allowed the legal use of the west side parking lot at the Ashby BART station, which is the market's current home. The market is open to shoppers starting at 10 a.m. and stays open till approximately 6 p.m. And we, at Full Circle, arrived about mid-morning, as we entered the hustle and bustle of the flea market, the vendors had been set up for some time already. The aroma of the food, the lines, the people's chatter, the band setting up their instruments. And amidst it all, you see him walking around Mr. Joe Cokes, taking care of all the operations. He's the one to talk to, and we sat down with him to chat about the ins and outs of the Berkeley flea market. Yes, and the voice you'll hear is one of our new apprentices, Sharon, boldly taking the mic to tackle her first interview. This is Full Circle, 94.1 KPFA-FM, and we are speaking to Joe Cokes, who uh, is the new general manager of the Berkeley Flea Market, although I'm not sure that's the proper title. Is there one you prefer? Yeah, I'll go with general manager. 
managing a facility, the property, um, daily routine of the flea market, the stalls, the vendors, dealing with uh, the porta potties, the security, <laughs> uh, happy customers, unhappy customers. So yeah, you could call me pretty much the general manager. And I understand that uh, you have a family history with the flea market from long before you were hired by the flea market. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Well, yes, um, I go back to the flea market early 1990, 91. Um, my father would bring us out here every Saturday and Sunday in a big old school Fred Sanford truck loaded with antique furniture and a lot of fragile items. And we had to get up every morning and load that truck up, come over here, unload the truck. Once you sold two items, you were free to go for your Saturday. And when the flea market was over, it was time to close down. You had to be on the bus back here before sundown to help load the truck back up. So the flea market, I was here from 91 up until like 2010. And it, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to be a man. It taught me how to work hard. It taught me how to, everyone's different. People learn and look different, talk different, walk different, sell different items. Um, I had friends here that were 50 years old when I was a kid. Like Joe's my friend, he helps me unload and load the truck. So I became a hard worker here. Um, just a community person. I learned a lot, I had a lot of knowledge. No matter what situation nobody is in this flea market, people still have tons, tons, tons of knowledge. So, so for me to be back here working is a beautiful thing. I'm just giving the flea market all I have right now. Like as of today, you know, the flea market has been struggling with people coming through to buy items or anyone wants to be online or purchase Amazon. And they kind of forgot about the mom and pops due to the big Walmart and all this. So I'm trying to take the flea market and get this beautiful place that sells magnificent pieces of treasure, art, time capsules, and, and, and get the world to know about it. Like we have a college right up the street, but you know, no one really comes down. No one really comes down here anymore because this new generation has lost contact with the flea market versus back in the day, mm. they would um, walk down here or take BART rides just to ride the BART or just walk around Berkeley. Let's go hear some music, just see the sights. Now everyone's online and Uber and this place is kind of almost being forgotten. Only people come here are people that really care about art, community, and just love this place just for really what it is. Have there been uh, any recent changes in the way uh, the flea market operates besides the uh, publicity aspect? The flea market's always been pretty stand-up. You know, self-explanatory. You have vendors, you sell stalls. So that's about the, one of the newest things coming besides the marketing package. Excellent. And updating everything from paper to everything online. So you'll be able to do everything online in the near future. Do you have any other future vision for the flea market? Well, my visions for the flea market right now is I'm pretty much looking into having kids come here on a field trip. You know, I'm going to all these schools in Berkeley and Oakland and Richmond, and I want to pass out flyers. You know, they have different days in schools and elementary. Just bring your dad to school day, ride your bike this day. Well, this, I want to have go to the flea market one weekend field trip and invite tons of kids out here to shop around. I want to do like an entrepreneur class out here and teaching people how to sell things. You know, merchandise. This may not be Macy's, but they still have to get inventory. They still have to count their cash. They still need to have a bank account. They still have to have taxes. They still have to have a seller's permit. So this teaches you how to sell and actually have a real business. And then also, I also wanted to um, reach out to the schools again for, to talk to all the cooks out here, because we have a lot of different food out here. This food is only to, you know, like a taste of Africa. You know, I think they're from uh, Senegal. and. They only know how to cook that particular food, and it would be good to have kids come out here and learn how to actually cook that type of food. And we have different 
chefs and, and cooks around this whole flea market that are spectacular and they're willing to teach too. So this is a big learning ground, learning platform, and I'm just trying to basically bring all I have, multimedia, people skills, uh, arts. We're going to do a lot of live performances just to bring the light back to the Berkeley flea market because nothing's really changed. The love is here. The art is here. The treasures are here. The loving, the caring people here. It's the multicultural spot. It's free. You can come here with your family every weekend and walk around for 15 minutes and spend time and walk and talk. How valuable is that nowadays? So all we got to do is just get a few more vendors here, and we're trying to just spread the light on people just stopping by, you know, 15 minutes a weekend. Like dedicated to your life because community is everything. So how can uh, a vendor, a potential vendor, somebody who's just thinking about it, how can they contact you? They can go to our website, berkeleyfleamarket.com, Facebook, Berkeley Flea Market page. They can go to Instagram, berkeley underscore flea underscore market. Then on Twitter, um, they can reach us at uh, Berkeley Flea Market. So we just, we stepping up our, our multimedia and social media game to reach the masses because a lot of people say, oh, we thought that place may have been closed by now. I haven't heard much about it. So we're about to light it up this year. And, and, and there's so much art here. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how nice your house is. There's a piece here that would make your house light up. So this is the, this is the place to be <laughs> at all times. If you're looking for art, anything, you know, if you have kids, you know, it's free to bring them here. Items go from 50 cents to a dollar, you know. So at the end of the day, this is a nice place to build. It's healthy grilled food here. You know, the food here is not bad food. It's all, like, natural. Well, I can attest that this is not Macy's, and that's a major selling point. <laughs> Once again, this is Full Circle. We've been talking with Joe Cox, new general manager of the Berkeley Flea Market. This is Full Circle at 94.1 KPFA right here in Berkeley, Huichin Territory. You just heard the voice of Sharon Peterson interviewing Joe Cox. We had a great time out there recording at the market. And one thing that stood out as unique was that each weekend there is live music. Did you know that? Let's have you groove with us to the tune of the Soul People, the feature artist. And when we return, we will learn a little more about the market from the vendors themselves. We're salt people. Thank you so much for coming out. If I could trust you, who would I be? trust you who would I be yeah. I'd be yours in the morning yours in the night I'd be yours when it's good yours when it's right I'd be yours I'd be yours Good night. 
Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. You just heard Knocking at Your Door by the Salt People. And if you want to enjoy their vibe again, check out their Facebook page. And they will be back at the market on May 20th at 1 p.m. And you are going to be hearing them weaving throughout because live music is a staple of the flea market. You can always count on the drumming community to be present. Now, if you've been a fan or a shopper of the Berkeley Flea Market... You may have seen the variety of vendors and enjoyed the wonderful taste from around the world. Current apprentice, Laura Chagaray, and I, David de la Gran, went around to talk to a couple of them. So, what's your name? Kokovulu Lumukanda. I've just been hanging around this flea market for a couple of generations, I guess. And so, this is a, a focal point. I mean, this whole flea market comes out of the cultural agitation of the late 1960s because the the BART station here uh, disrupted a uh, vibrant uh, black community in opposition to what the station did to the community the Berkeley flea market sort of was a healing bomb to that gaping hole within this community and so some things are sacrosanct and I'd like to think that the Berkeley Flea Market is one of those things because Berkeley Flea Market is world famous. And it's no reason for it to be superseded by real estate development. So I hope the Berkeley Flea Market remains as an institution for years to come. I get it. So what you're doing here is not just selling books, right? No, it's, it's, it's mainly a cultural ministry. I don't really sell that many books, but it's the cultural ministry that's most important because uh, culture is the, is the organization of human understandings manifest in acts and artifacts. But first and foremost, it represents cultural understandings and to a great degree, uh, cultural understanding is something which is something uniquely Berkeley. 
where do you get all your books from? Well, you know, it comes easy to me. You know, it's it's sort of like being a treasure finder of sorts. You know, so I find them here and there and everywhere. I love books, though. Do you do you focus like primarily on like black literature? No, I focus on you know the best books that I can find from whatever cultural source they might come. What are your favorite books? Well, my favorite books are history books because uh, history allows for us to obtain a trouble-free learning without having to go through the pains and toils of others. And how do you feel the, the reaction of, uh, of the people? Because I feel like right now a lot of folk don't like to read. Do you, there's that, that trend, or at least not books. Do, do, you, do you feel the same sentiment? Well, yes, we live in, in a world and at a time uh, when people find it very difficult to find the time to read. And uh, I think that uh, there are still uh, very many fine books to read. So uh, I think that's one way in which we can improve the world and ourselves. We have to slow down to do it, you know. We don't have to quite go at the fast, of, at the pace of uh, digital light speed, but uh, so maybe it's time to, to roll things back and, and really take stock of uh, life lessons that can improve us all and our world today. When, you, when somebody purchases a book, I imagine that they get some sort of like little shimmer in their eye. Cause it's well, what a person obtains when they purchase a book from me is, I guess they obtain expert selection because I don't have as much space to hoard books as I used to because this is the age of gentrification. And so since all of the uh, gentrifiers have moved in, well, it makes space comes at a premium. Uh, I still think I have an eye for the essential books. It shows. It shows in your, in your selection here. I, I'm looking around and I, I feel like I'm in an expert library. This is awesome. This is amazing. Thank you.
Hi, we're here at the Moshby uh, Flea Market on Sunday, and we're talking to... Uh, this is Jamadaria Vioba. Vioba. So, um, tell me about, you're, you're making soap. Uh, yeah, my auntie, this is her business, and she's been making soap for about 20 years now. And it all started in college, actually, and she had this problem where her son, my cousin, developed eczema. And she did a whole bunch of research on how to basically fix it and clear it up and get rid of it. And she came across making some soap. And so one of the first soaps she made was the Oatmeal Soap, and that helped clear it right up. Wow, so it does clear eczema. Mm -hmm. It helps with eczema. Yes. Which, which one of them, or all of them? Uh, the ones that I would recommend would be the oatmeal soaps. Uh -huh. Oatmeal soaps are the ones who are basically made for it. And then if not, uh, something with tea tree in it or antibacterial like eucalyptus. Uh, so we have some soaps that have charcoal in it, which is great for pulling toxins out of the skin. So I take that you got involved into this. Uh, yeah, it was a couple of years back before I like stopped working and then I came back, I used to help her make the soap. So I was actually like real involved with the process and everything. Cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about the process of making soap? I, I know that, you know, my family was talking about soap the other day and I was saying, you gotta start with some fat, no? Uh, yes, but we substitute the fat with um, either shea butter or vegetable oils. To basically because it's you know healthier not everybody wants to be rubbing fat on them and everything like that basically you take the mix of your shea butter you break it down or melt it down you mix it with your essential oils or your um, other products you're going to use then you take the lye which is you know soap making process and you mix those two and we leave it in a mold for about a day and cut it up in the morning. Wow, very interesting. So what would you recommend for dry skin, for example? Uh, dry skin, we make an excellent oatmeal honey and orange oatmeal honey and grapefruit soap, which is really just excellent for moisturizing. Honey is really good for moisturizing. And then all of our soaps are gonna have shea butter unless they're glycerin based. And that's kind of, that's just wonderful for your skin and moisturizing and everything. I some somebody there uh, over there selling shea butter. Would you tell me more about the qualities of shea butter? So shea butter is like a it's a butter that comes from a nut from Africa, and it's just like it's like a really pure and revitalizing material to put on your skin. It's just, it's gonna put all the vitamins back in, into your skin, and just really clear it up, and make you feel good. <laughs> That's the best way I could say it. <laughs> okay, well that sounds amazing. Anything you wanna uh, recommend about your products? Check out our body butters. We always have different scents available every weekend. Did your company participate like in different events like around the community, like teaching about soaps and stuff like that? She hasn't done anything as so far as teaching yet, but we do have, we're like all over the bay and like different events and like SF. We have an event down in Jack London that we go to 
and different things like that. So you guys, you know, check out the Instagram so you always know where to catch us. Cause yeah. Yeah. How was the uh, how was the like the public reaction to it? Do you do you, do people like? Is it kind of like a life changing thing? People switch over yeah, to natural. No, source? people love it. I see you have a website here. Uh yeah, check us out at Ioba Handmade on Instagram, ioba.com. That will be i y o b a dot com. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for talking to us. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Full Circle on 94.1 KPFA, and you just heard about the expert selection of Mr. Kokavulu Lumukanda in his bookshop at the Berkeley Flea Market, as well as the wonderful difference of natural soaps made by Ioba soaps. You know, I bet you anything, I could randomly choose one of Mr. Kokavulu's selections, and I know that I would have a good book in my hands. Yes. Everything you might be looking for is there at the flea market. Food for the body, the mind, and the spirit. And you know, just a quick reminder to everybody out there, the sound you're hearing tonight from the Berkeley Flea Market was produced and engineered by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. And we have currently extended the deadline to apply to participate in the next training opportunity. We teach all the skills needed to produce, engineer, and broadcast a radio show. Check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org. There you can download an application, listen to past shows, and see pictures of us and some of our guests. If you would rather call or stop by the station for an application, you can call 510-848-6767, extension 235. You can stop by the KPFA at 1929 Martin Luther King Jr. Way, just a couple of blocks from downtown Berkeley, Bart, during regular business hours. That's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? That's right. And let's take a listen a little bit more to music by the Salt People.
been listening to the salt people from the berkeley flea market the number you just heard was entitled watch yourself let's listen to something off their latest album hearts of clay
Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. You just heard Free by, yes, the Salt People, off their recent album release, Hearts of Clay. Curious about the name? Well, let's hear it from themselves in our next interview. We are sitting here, we are recording live with the band The Salt People here at the Berkeley Flea Market. Ever since uh, you guys hit soundcheck, you guys have not stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going, man. That's what we do. It's awesome. Uh, we're sitting here with Kayla. Hello, Kayla Marin. Kayla Marin. Yes. Miss Kayla Marin. Can I ask you real quick um, sure. about the name? What's with the What's with the name of the Salt People? <laughs> so, so when when we first came up with that name, so I'd been in LA for a while. I was doing a lot of dance music. It was just a different scene. And when I came home, I called Kevin up, and I was like, I really would like to do something that had to do with roots, kind of like roots music. And so when I, I look, salt is, is plentiful, it's of the earth, and it's, it's, it's people. So I like the idea of salt people because it, it had to do with, with us of the earth making music. It was kind of first, wasn't it? It was like we had salt. a little scene, though, didn't we? We had, a lot of, we had uh, the guys from Wales came over and played. Oh, that's true, yes. And there, was a, there were a lot of bands that were very sort of earthy sounding, and, um, and Kayla said it was, if we went on tour, we could go on as the Salt People, and I just always thought that would be a great name for a band. It was. So, yeah, we... And then it was kind of cool, because even when we went when with Kevin, and when I had worked with him doing a lot of dance music, what we would do is we would do our parts here in America, we'd send it to someone someplace else, and they'd add their parts, and, and I just liked how music gets built that way, just playing with a lot of different musicians and, and stuff. And so you had, like, Mike here, and, and you have been playing... Forever aware before you finally came back. <laughs> Mike is the percussionist. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of our percussionists here. Yeah, I'm actually a rhythmist. Yeah, rhythmist because uh, I spent two years in West Africa, living uh, with a literally a tribe in the Sahara Desert, and got rid of my drum set when I came back and turned into a rhythm kind of mm-hmm. type guy. <laughs> yeah, and so it's great because then we have Michael come. We have um, Val Sorrent who's not here, and, and he just brings. I like the, the Caribbean the, and the, the, he he plays a djembe and uh, um, a talking drum, drum right. and, uh, fantastic. And then there's a um, Akinyele Sadiq. Yeah, he plays uh, congas. Right. Yeah. It's, so it's nice because we'll we'll take um, we'll take songs that we write, and then we'll take uh, covers that we we like. Usually things that are like Motown or funk and things like that, and different songs that and then put that over those different rhythms. And then I just love to see what the percussionists we work with, what, what you guys come up with is always, yeah. <laughs> is well, always amazing. And then watch out. Watch out. <laughs> and then Kevin, you know, Kevin here, he, he brings, 
with the guitar, if you listen to how he plays guitar, he likes to play with like the sounds and, and, and to see like what will happen if I bounce this sound off of the amp and if I bounce this off of there. So I always like that, that he'll play outside the box. And then we have, well, I'm supposed to say three times, our, our bass player, Henry Mobley, Henry Mobley. And he just, he's like our straight man. He's like, okay, it's going to be an A, right? And, and, he, just be holds a it down. <laughs> and he just like holds everybody sort of true and we come together and uh I, I wanted to know when you do write some songs who or how's that process work but who writes them who writes the songs like original music original. usually it's me and kevin yeah pretty I much. yeah i tend to do the lyrics um he'll like he'll bring me a lick we'll play yeah, around we work it. off rhythms and, and simple sequences try yeah. and keep it really simple but Kayla has a great ear for melody, and she's also a great lyricist. So really, she does a lion set share of the writing, which I think is fair because uh, she's the front person to it. Well, that's important to be able to like you know interpret you know like the 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 feeling of what you're putting out right to mm -hmm. the people. Yeah. And um, I I wanted to ask you like you know um, when you're singing, who are who are you singing to when you perform? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, sometimes it's as simple and basic as what's going on in my life. Sometimes I'm singing to where I want to be. Sometimes the audience will get us, mm. you know, and that's the best. That's what I sometimes like about just rhythms, kind of that trance state you can go into. That's when the sh everything is perfect. When when you get there with an audience and we, it's I think calm. Today we kind of that we yeah, always try and yeah. do that every show because it's not really set out. We don't really have a set list. We know the songs we know. We just pick and choose and we go with the feeling of the moment. Mm -hmm. And we try to get to that state. And yeah. a couple of times today we caught that. I feel easier. We caught the wave. We do, yeah. And it's always it's the jammy thing, you know. Mm -hmm. We and it's sort of set out this way because we. Me and Kayla, we were coming out of one band and a friend of mine offered us a, a, um, a sort of residency at a club in the city. Mm -hmm, that was and we were kind of thrown in there and, and we had to play for like three hours and keep people dancing. So so that's how this all developed, really. You got, And the, the, the market here is another great venue for exactly what we're doing. Yes. You know, we're not like half an hour, ten songs, you know talk to the audience we just sort of try and just get in the zone and go with it you know yeah. very old school i think how did how did you get connected with the berkeley flea market blackberry wasn't it was it no i don't know it, oh it was it did start with blackberry blackberry and then yeah. um we got put in touch with uh, janine with janine yeah. and then from there it's just been happening we've we've done a lot of stuff with um with uh Avocha. Yes. Uh, and she's part of the station here, right? Avacha. We love Avacha. Oh, yeah, so do we. Avacha, Avacha. So do we. been solid yeah. for... She's a big part of what of keeping me and Kayla, like, yes. focused. She's been really good to us, hasn't she? She has been. Yeah, we love her. How long have you been, or how long has, has the Salt people been together? Uh, we've been together about a year and a half, two years, maybe. No, longer than that. We're doing this about a year, I think, haven't we? Yeah. And we did, I think it's about two and a half, three years now. Has it been? Yeah. It just flies. It flies because, like, he'll leave the country yeah. <laughs> and then come back. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's start off. I was gone for yeah. a and came back. So. Yeah. But it's we've just done an album, too. And we've actually, we, we started recording it, like, two years ago. And it's been going... It's been developing really slowly. We recorded so much stuff because we, we were lucky to have time. But it's sounding great. I'm loving it. it. So. And sometimes it's been hard to figure out how we want to, how to capture all of it. And yeah. So this time, I think we kind of we did. Yeah. 
is it all the same kind of music or do you have a variety of rhythms? There's a variety of rhythms for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but I would say like funk and... Yeah, soul and funk, you know. Mm -hmm. I like rock too and I even like folk music. I play myself and I play folk music and rock. Mm -hmm. But with this thing, you know, that we, pe we love people like Wilson Pickett and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> because as I, I tend to like the music where you have that uh, that simple everything is like a drum yeah. kind of feeling so we try to find tunes that has that and then I like having that but then having something that vocally melodically I can take off over it at the same time so that's we'll pick like what was that bring it on home bring it on home which you know it has like that Motown so you have all those, those things where you can rhythmically do a lot of things it's fun and then at the same time vocally I love that I can just you know if I can, if I can find that feeling I can just take yeah. off with it and you know listening to uh, to your bass player Henry Mobley Henry Mobley <laughs> so amazing guy you know he had to take off because he had you know um, some other engagements yes. right but like just watching you all play and like function together was like really awesome. You know, like you mentioned earlier that Thank he kind of holds like the bass, right? Obviously, he's the bassist. He does. Uh, he's the personality too. He got New York in him, you know. Is that <laughs> right? just like I noticed that. He's yeah. <laughs> straight New York. And like, but like, and then I, then I like, I absolutely love like that rock guitar that you've got, like in the tones that you throw in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's got this like gritty, you know what I mean, kind of beautiful sound to it. You know, oh, wh what's going through Got like lucky there, your dude. mind? <laughs> yeah, like what's what's going on? They're like what what attracted you to the, like to the blues sound? Yeah, I love the blues. Yeah, he nailed it. And all my, everything I play is around the blues. Mm -hmm. Somebody yes. asked me once, how do you get how do you get so sad that you can play all that blues stuff? I don't know. I think when when I was younger, I was <laughs> when I first started playing. That was the first stuff I wanted to learn because I really was like hating my life. So that was my friend. So that's how I get into it. I actually used to play around here with a guy called Augusta Lee Collins, who, who and he taught me so much too, you know, with the blues. <laughs> and he uh, unfortunately passed away, but he was like a mentor to me with the blues. So yeah, he taught me a lot. Kevin, you maybe the first time I met Kevin, you were always playing the blues. Like Pretty had, much, yeah. I think. I think what I really loved about Kevin as a guitarist is he had the blues. You had it was a weird mixture, and I hadn't met that before. Punk rock. Yeah, you had punk, <laughs> the blues, and um, ska, and then like what else? You just yeah. it just you had like all of that. It's coming up through England. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of reggae as well. In you know, so I used to play in reggae bands and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I also noticed that you have like a bunch of buttons on your um, oh, yeah. on your guitar strap. <laughs> yeah, how does that affect your music? Like, you know, there has to be something to it. Yeah, actually, they're all but some of those buttons are really old. They're like from when I was a kid, and uh, and uh, I, I I was long story. Well, when I was back home a couple of years ago, unfortunately, my mother passed away. So we were like, you know, me and my sister were going through all our stuff, our old stuff, and I found all these. I thought I can't throw these away. They're part of my life, so I. Just put them on my guitar strap. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They're part of me, I guess. Nice. Yeah, the whole band is really organic in the, the way it comes together, you know? Yeah, and yeah, we're all so you. different. It's amazing that we... It really, I love that, that we actually sit in a room together and make a song work. It's, that's the part that, you know, 
<laughs> my mates back home in England, they see the bits on YouTube and that, and they're like, that is the weirdest looking <laughs> we're, we're, we're a mirror mix. We are. <laughs> and yeah, and you got your, like, your rhythmatist, you know, yeah, yeah. like, you know, here. Uh, I wanted to ask you real quick. I know, I know that you, you, I saw you playing with something that looked like spoons. And then there's um th there's a couple of other like items that you that you that you have there. How do you go about f choosing which percussion instruments to play? Well, <clears throat> when I started looking at what do I want to do in terms of you know playing, I just finished 22 years in Brazil, so I got to really get into the samba down there. I used to play with a band called uh, the Clata Band, which is formerly um, Kevin Brennan who played with Van Morrison and they loved it they just kind of went wow and now you know I met Kevin and when I when he heard that I play spoons <laughs> yeah. he basically said you know well I'll take a chance on you and now we works. played downtown and boy he he hooked me up with all these mics and I'm playing a whole lot of love you know Led Zeppelin and I'm going whoa you have so, to make Oh, you have to, you have to like. I set up four mics around him when I first, and you just have to get every little bit that he does. You didn't like. We didn't even mic enough this time. But if you can like mic where he plays the, just every little piece and every part of his body, then yeah, I use my tongue and I use all of it. The spoons yeah. actually started in Ireland when I was a bartender, and I, this guy was playing the spoons, and basically I go, hey, show me how to do that. And I spent all night, and I got it down. And I fell in love with it because I can do double time, I can do single time, I can do triple time, with one hand. Wow. So it's really just amazing that I can do what I used to do with hardly one-third of the equipment. Tell us your name again, please. I'm Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, I'm just honored to play with these two because, wow, we had the best time today. Always. Well, it's been amazing, like, sitting here and talking it up with y'all, you know. Um, tell us when we're going to hear your, your next album release and also how we can find your music. How do we find your YouTube channel? Oh, if you go onto YouTube and you put in Salt People, you'll we have yeah. ourselves playing everywhere. So yeah. just put in Salt People. You oh, put in Salt so People, Kayla yeah. Marin. Yeah. K A Y L A H Marin M A R I N, and you'll we yeah. pop up. <laughs> we do have a website, the Salt People. I'm still in the '60s, mate. We have the saltpeople.com website. <laughs> we have. You can call. Um, you can contact Kayla Marin at gmail.com. Or you can call in 415-464-7409 if you ever want to book us, and we like to come. You guys are awesome, Thank salt you. people. I hope you hear so much more from y'all, checking you out mm -hmm. here and there and everywhere. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot for being with us. You're listening to Full Circle on 94.1 KBFA. I am your host, Laura Laborico Echegaray. We just heard the members of the salt people don't forget, they will be back at the market on May 20th at 1 p.m. And for links to any part of this show, go to our website, kpfaapprentice.org. We will go out with more of their music and some important announcements. If you want me to stay If you want me You see me again, I hope that you have been the kind of person you really are now. Gotta get it straight, how could I ever be late when you're somebody 
trying to take up my time. Guess I wonder how I could ever allow you could get out of pocket fun, out of pocket for fun. You know, and you're number two. Number one is gonna be number one if you want me. all about the Berkeley flea market and how important an asset it is for the community. Thank you for listening. And just another reminder, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program will be out in Antioch tomorrow morning and afternoon recording interviews at the Community Resource Fair. If you're interested in valuable resources and are in the area of Antioch, Pittsburgh, Brentwood, Oakley, you're invited to come meet with about 30 nonprofit organizations that directly serve our communities. Here you're gonna find resources on job training, healthcare, childcare and development, re-entry programs, and much, much more. That's tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. with a special appearance by the Aztec dancers at noon. And we, the apprentices, will be there as well. And as special surprise, we're gonna be presenting a local community hero award to a special person in the community. This all happens at the Rivertown Resource Center in downtown Antioch, 301 West 10th Street, at the corner of 10 and D Streets. The application deadline has been extended. Please, please get any information at kbfaapprentice.org or call the station at 510. 510- 848-6767 extension 235 and you're welcome to share and create community space on Sunday May 6th for first Sunday's open mic sessions at the Berkeley Flea Market Sunday Soul Sessions share your art poetry, songs, original or covers, dance speeches, rants or anything that comes to mind you have a three to five minutes per participant. If you're not an artist, call
Come check the pulse of your community and hear poignant voices as their open minds and hearts as creative wordsmith. Poetry, storytelling, singing, comedy, and public service announcements welcome. Only one rule, no profanity. Poetry reading starts at 1.30 p.m. Well, as you heard, as you heard in one of our interviews with uh, General Manager Joe Cox, he's uh, reaching out and engaging the youth, and they're opening up this program called the Junior U- the Junior Market Program, which will be the first Saturday of each month. It's uh, it's a program that's designed to teach young students how to run their own businesses. And for more details, just visit the Berkeley Flea Market Facebook page. You can call 510-644-0744. Or just visit the Berkeley Flea Market uh, webpage, berkeleyfleamarket.com. Every kid from ages 7 to 17 is invited to participate. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Tune in next week to Full Circle to hear about people helping people. Some local nonprofits that can certainly help you out. Our executive producer is Ms. M. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. I've been your host, Laura Laboricua Echegaray, and... I have been your other co-host, David De La Gran. Our tech assistant, thank you very much. Thanks to our fellow apprentices and all of our future apprentices. Make sure to put in your application. Thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned. La Onda Bajita is next. Laura, are you going to go get some soaps? I am thinking about it. It sounds very enticing. What else did you see there that you liked? Oh, there's tons of beautiful textiles. Ah. Oh my god, I will spend the day there and I will spend all my cash there. (laughs) I was also really interested in in what Kokobulu was talking about, how the BART messed with the vibrant black community. I want to find out more about that. That's a good theme for another show, Mr. 